Okay, good morning everyone. Good evening. Good good whatever whatever time you look watching this. Welcome to our Profit Max podcast. This is another episode. And today we are very privileged to have a special guest, none other than the group managing partner of Baker Tilly. And I'll introduce him in a little while. But basically, you know, in uh, in this day, in this time, businesses still need to grow, no? Amid all the challenges, no? So whether you're in a manufacturing business, a commodity business, wholesale, whatever, or professional services, we still need to grow. Yeah. So Andrew is one of the one of the top uh, professional services firms, Baker Tilly, and we're going to tap his brains and see how that works. Of course, of course, in the professional services industry, um, human resource is a very, very important factor. So we'll get into that as well. So let me uh, introduce Andrew. Andrew is uh, second generation with Baker Tilly, and uh, I'll let him introduce himself and tell us how and how this business got started and his role in it and how he has taken it over. Over to you, Andrew. Okay, thank you, uh, Peter. Um, um, just a quick introduction. Uh, I'm currently the group managing partner of Baker Tilly Malaysia, uh, which is a full-fledged uh, professional services firm in Malaysia. Of course, our main uh, services are audit, tax, advisory, and uh, uh, insolvency. Um, my personal area of specialty is in advisory and insolvency, uh, an area that I'm quite passionate about. And uh, it has been a tough uh, but exciting to be to be in this in this specific specialized uh, line. Um, basically, Bankatili Malaysia is the seventh largest firm in Malaysia, and we are part of the top ten largest accountancy network uh, in the world. Um, the firm was started by my father, uh, Dr. Heng Ji King, uh, over 40 odd years ago. Um, okay. I think he started as Heng and Co. and eventually became Montero and Heng. And now Baker Tilly Montero and Heng, or just Baker Tilly Malaysia. Okay. Uh, I think many of the older, older generation, or those that are older than me, uh, will <laughs> still know or still refer to the firm as Montero and Heng. Uh, in fact, we are probably celebrating our 45, 45th anniversary next year. Wow, okay. Yeah, in fact, one of one of my friends, when he heard Baker Tilly, he said, hey, I know them. They are auditing my company and I started with them when they were Montero Hing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure many people know that, that brand, know that name. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, so how long, how long did, when did you join uh, the company and, and how long has it been? I joined uh, in two, two, 2000, I think. So that is about 21 years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. So I was quite lucky in the sense that uh, that time was the, 2000 was the, 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 the I won't say onset, but was the financial crisis, was in the middle of the 97 financial crisis. And my dad uh, formed a joint venture uh, with an Australian firm, Farrah Watson, to start the insolvency and restructuring uh, entity. So when I joined, I joined that entity. And that's, that's why I'm uh, very much in the insolvency line and very specialized in this area. Okay, great. Um, so maybe, um, Andrew, we could start by you telling us why it's so important to have a good, good strong team in, in uh, professional services? And how, how do you do that in, in Baker Tilly? 
Because so, it, yeah. Mm, I, of course, uh, being in the service industry, uh, people are our asset, you know, they're number, our number one asset. So it is very important to have a team that you can trust to go the distance. Uh, a lot of times, uh, we are not at the client's place and yeah, we are not facing the client. Uh, uh, at our level, we're probably sitting in the office. Um, so it is very important that we need, uh, need to have the team and to know that they have our backs all the time. Mm. Um, so here at Baker Tilly, we are, we are considered as a family and we trust our people. Um, and we don't just say this out of lip service. Um, we actually put this to practice every day, you know. Mm. Um, and over the years, uh, we do we build the teams uh, department by department, um, strengthening the departments with people with relevant skill set. Uh, then only we open up new departments, providing new services uh, and equipping the, the, the department with people with the relevant skills. Um, after that, you know, over the years, um, then we looked, we started to look into opening branches and so on and started to look at network system and so on. So, you know, we slowly piece by piece. Um, I would say that when we started, when I started 20 years ago, uh, Montero and Hing was uh, probably a 200 person firm, uh, 200 plus. Uh, our office was based in Brickfields. And, you know, over the last 20 years, uh, department by department, we sort of built it up. Uh, together with our network firms now, we are probably uh, 800 strong in wow. Malaysia and mm. with, a, with a branch office in Cambodia as well. Mm. Okay, excellent. So you're not only in Malaysia, you're in Cambodia as well? Yes, yes. In fact, we, 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 we had a small sting in Mongolia as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was very fun. Uh, but it was just a bit too far for us to manage. And yeah, when we joined Baker Tilly, there was already an existing Baker Tilly firm there. So we decided to pull out from there. But uh, Cambodia, we, we, we remain. Um, and in fact, we managed to get them to join Baker Tilly as well. So part of the whole Baker Tilly family, uh, both Malaysia and Cambodia. Okay. I have a couple of friends in Cambodia. That's why I asked. Uh, one of them is running the Hong Leong Bank there. Another oh. is running the Heineken business there. Okay, okay. Okay. So, um, this this thing about giving the trust to your staff and your team and building them, how, how would you describe your, your culture or core values in Baker Tilly, Andrew? So, we... Basically, the, the Baker Tilly's core value is... Uh, based on integrity, quality, and talent. Um, and we have this, uh, what we call the Baker Tilly ways. I think a lot of companies use uh, vision, mission, and, uh, and, and so on. But uh, uh, being service industry, I think is, is slightly different. So we call it the Baker Tilly core values and the Baker Tilly way. Um, in fact, the, the, the Baker Tilly way of doing things. Uh, so uh, three of them, which is family, entrepreneurship, and humility. Um, and we practice this quite a lot. And you also see in a lot of our social media and so on, you see where we have the hashtag uh, of being best place to work uh, mm. and also hashtag best firm to partner with. So this actually drives our behavior and shapes um, a lot of decisions that we make with regards to keeping the staff and how we want mm. to do uh, and, and so on and so forth. Um, in fact, um, if you look at this, this, this pandemic over the last two years, uh, this is actually the, the foundation that we, we use to base it, to, to make our decisions 
in a lot of things. Um, um, the most recent uh, being the, the, the vaccine. Um, in fact, we actually uh, 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 went through the Salanka the Selangor program, and we bought uh, close to 200 uh, dose for our staff, for those that didn't get uh, through the queue and so on. Mm. So we actually pay for that and it's not cheap, um, but we thought yeah. uh, it is important to us that we look after our people. After all, you know, they have to be going around. Uh, some of them are auditing some of the public listed companies and are still outside, you know, mm. around trying to get the work done. So mm. we felt that it was important. So, you know, so, so we actually bought those doses for them. Um, so far, um, we are probably one of the few firms that can say that about 85% of our people at least had the first dose already of the vaccine. Mm. That's amazing, you know, and that's really walking the talk and not just saying family, you know, but actually yes. putting putting investing in the doses and making sure your safety of your people are really accounted for. Huh? That's yes. really yes. excellent. <laughs> okay. In fact, our 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 talent department, which is our human resources department, you know, they probably worked the hardest over the last two years because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We we try to you know implement a lot of small a lot of programs mental health um, yeah. and then, you know also some fun things you know the last thing we we got a comedian over the the over Zoom mm. so for our people to you know have, enjoy a bit fantastic okay so um, talking about mental health uh, that's a very good thing as well because nowadays people are under all kinds of stress you know you worry about your family you worry about your kids you worry about your parents you know. <laughs> in a way you worry about the lockdown and the impact on your livelihood as well whether you like it or not yeah yeah true so um just just to ask though has has the pandemic affected you in terms of your business has it in any way or you because everybody needs an accountant right so i'm just wondering whether accounting firms are impacted at all uh, definitely has impacted uh, i think you'll be yeah, the, 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 I think a lot of people, yeah, like like what you said, you know, the, they still need the accounting services and so on. So um, that's true. That's true. Uh, but of course, uh, there is also, you, you know, you can choose to delay it slightly, being a bit late and so on and so forth. So it, it did impact. La, and um, also um, cash flow wise, uh, there's also a bit of impact in terms of, uh, you know, some of our clients paying on time not so on time and so on and so forth. Um, and some of the, uh, the, some of the other services, uh, the non-audit, uh, non-tax services, those are slightly impacted uh, because those, you know, some of the things uh, will require the economy being a bit more, uh, a bit more fluid. Lah. So, mm -hmm. so there are some impact. But overall, I think we 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 have uh, done quite well over the, the last two years. I mean, uh, with a bit of drop here and there, but we're still able to manage, la, And um, and I think that's the that's the good thing. That's great. That's great. Okay, um, talking about talent, uh, and uh, how do, how do you how do you sort of attract and uh, attract and get talent, no? Because I guess in your business, the knowledge-based industry, talent would be quite important, right? Even though you may have systems and all that. Yes, yes. 
So uh, with us, we, uh, we only employ uh, graduate accountants. Um, so a lot, uh, we are very close with a lot of the universities, both locally and overseas. Um, we are recruiting almost uh, every, every, every day or every month, you know, uh, there's always a recruitment program going on. Mm. Um, and uh, we are actively involved in a lot of the universities in terms of their accounting clubs and, and, and things like that. Um, and we provide internship program all year round as well for any mm. of the accounting students that needs to do internship. Um, we don't limit them. Uh, you know, we, we will just take in as many as we want. Um, um, we do talks here and there. Uh, we are very heavily, actively, heavily and actively involved in all the accounting association. Um, not just the Malaysian accounting association, but also the, the, the Australian, uh, the, 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 the English, uh, association as well um, uh, for those that are here like your ACCA, uh, CPA Australia, mm. uh, CA ANZ and all those so we are very actively involved so we participate in all their programs and we make sure that you know we are we are in front of them in front of their face so that we can get uh, the staff to join. All right. um, the other thing that we do quite actively is also on our social media as you know nowadays the younger um younger students or the younger uh, younger graduates, they are quite active in social media. So you see a lot of our social media posting about what we do. Um, of course, on Facebook, it's a lot of the fun stuff. So, uh, and in order to have those fun stuff, we are actually doing it, you know, throughout the year. Um, and, you know, showing the, well, walking the talk uh, that we say we are family and we are best place to work. Right. So we really make an effort and we, you know, put a budget uh, to all this that we do in order to, to, to make sure that our people are, you know, healthy and, you know, uh, and, 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 and strong and fit. Yeah. Well, I, I guess those are very good. But, you know, I guess you're playing in the same sandbox as the big four or big five. So mm. how, do you, how, do you, how do you get the best or how do you try to get the best, you know? Because I'm sure they're doing the similar things as you are going to career fairs in universities and doing whatever. But so how, how do you try to level up or leverage on that? So the market is actually quite big and there are a lot of students studying accounting as well. Um, I think nowadays, uh, uh, the, the, the concept of, you know, straight A students, you know, you want to fight for the straight A students, the one that got the high D, high D one. I think that that no longer plays that much of an important role. Um, they, you know, the uh, they are still the the middle, the middle, the average, the high, or maybe mid above average, and so on. You know, these are equally as good uh, people. And with accounting, and with with the way the world is turning, and the way technology is improving. A lot of what they learn in all these universities may not be applicable as well. Of course, the mm -hmm. concepts are important. Uh, they need to understand the, the basic principles, the basic concept. But when it comes to working and all these, uh, a lot of this uh, on-the-job training, uh, especially with the software that we're using, you know, with the audit software, you know, um, when I started, we, you know, we used to carry on our pocket red pen, blue pen, a pencil, <laughs> uh, and then a green pen which is very important. The green pen was the most important one. Uh, and also a rubber in our, in our back pocket, you know, so that when we do something wrong, we can rub it off quickly. 
um, you know, but nowadays it's all computerized. Everything is software. Uh, nearly every uh, department, every, you know, is some sort of software. So a lot of on-the-job training. Mm. Uh, and some of the new things that we do, like, you know, insolvency, corporate finance, these are some of the things that you don't actually get to learn in universities. Mm. You do your basic accounting degree, with, uh, you know. So these are things that, you know, you don't get to learn anyway. So, mm. yeah. So, so a lot of it is on job, uh, on job training. So, so what I'm hearing from you, Andrew, is it's kind of level. You no, know, as long as you uh, got a minimum 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 qualifications of a degree, that's a starting point. So, what mm. are the extra qualities that you look for? You know, in hiring good people. So nowadays, the 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 social skill uh, mm. is very important. Uh, Language is also plays a very important role nowadays. Mm. Um, you know, with the with the market opening up, and uh, if you have a foreign language uh, expertise, Japanese, French, or whatever, you know, these are also some of the things that we look out for. Mm. Um, social skill, interpersonal skills. Um, you know, the way you interact with people. This is also getting very important. Um, you know, uh, I think. Uh, Nowadays, uh, it, it's very easy to ask people to go out and get information, you know, ask them to audit a client, ask them, you know, go and get this, go and get that. Um, but, you know, without the skill, time will be delayed and, you know, people don't get along with you, don't want to give you this, don't want to give you that, don't want to talk to you. So all these are important. Mm. Um, and also language skills nowadays also, you know, uh, written English and things like that. I think this is also very important. Um, you know, they need to, to have uh, that skill set in order to do the reports. Uh, even in our internal notes, our working paper, they need to be able to explain what they have done, uh, why they make certain decisions in going this way and not that way, and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and now with China being so big, um, you know, the Mandarin speaking, writing, uh, and Chinese writing skills, also becomes an important part already. Mm. You know, a lot of times we deal with Chinese clients uh, from China. Um, you know, we have to converse both written uh, and spoken in, in, in Mandarin. So, mm. you know, those, so it's getting important. Uh, so these are, these are some of the things that we will look out for. Okay, great. Excellent. Mm. Keeping very much in line with the trends. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what about uh, training? I guess you provide some some training as well for your team and your people. Yes. So we actually uh, within our firm we have uh, we have a dedicated department called the Quality uh, Assurance Team, Tech and Technical Team (QAT). Mm -hmm. um, so we there's is actually uh, led by a partner uh, herself. Uh, it's one of our partner. She doesn't do any client-facing work. All she does is uh, the quality uh, work and technical work. Um, and uh, that department is, uh, I think there's about seven of them. So we have seven full-time staff that don't, uh, don't do any fee-earning job. They're purely on training, technical, and so on. So the training goes on a whole year round. Uh, we both uh, internal trainings will provide uh, we also provide some of the trainings to some of the association, like the uh, Malaysian Institute of Association and also mm. Malaysian Institute of Accountants uh, and also MICPA. We also help out with their, with their training as well. 
So we do that whole year round. Uh, mm. It's all internal. Oh, on top of the internal one, we also send them to extend to attend the external trainings as well. Okay. So yeah, so uh, so training wise, uh, you know, uh, is is practically a whole year round, and even with the lockdown, uh, you know, we have to go through Zoom and 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 and, and uh, video conferencing and all this. So all these are all being done, uh, mm. recorded, and then you know, then we send it out for them to attend, for them to to do it at their own time. Mm. So all these are provided to all our networks as well, uh, including our Cambodian office. Mm, that's mm. great. And good to see you're taking a leadership role as well, because huh? you said your, your people also provide training to MIA and all that. Yes, 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 yes. That gives you a lot of uh, credibility and visibility as well. Yes, yes. Especially with the, the younger accountants, uh, those that just graduate. Because mm. these kind of programs, usually the younger ones will, will, mm. will tend to attend. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, so coming back to the pandemic, the current situation that has impacted practically so many sectors uh, the hardest hit, of course, we know uh, people in the travel and tour and tourism business, uh, all the hotel sectors, the airlines and all that, F&B sectors, retail. Um, so I guess you, you, in, your, in your client base, you cover a whole gamut of a whole broad range of, of industries. Um, number one is which are the ones that are hit hardest? And number two is, would you have any advice, you know, to help these guys out? <laughs> uh, not so sure about the advice part, yeah. Uh, especially with all this, uh, all the retail and all these uh, restaurants, uh, you know, I think they are hit the worst. Uh, yeah, I guess um, some of it is beyond control. Uh, it all depends on the lockdown situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, maybe also... I mean, if, if I, I don't want to get into politics here, but, uh, you know, maybe also fair warnings to them instead of just one day before, you know, I, I have a few few of my clients, you know, they order in all the good stuff, you know, your Wagyu yeah. and all this. And then suddenly the day before they say shut down, you know, these yeah. are perishable goods and so on. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with them? Yeah. Um, the One of the one of my favorite Japanese restaurants in Pansasa also, you know, they say, all the fresh fish, sashimi all came in and suddenly closed down. Well, I was happy. They asked me to come over and buy it half price of them to bring home and so on. So, so I, I mean, I'm happy, but you know, I feel for them. You know, they, they, you know, they, they are really suffering and so on. So, but you know, a lot of this has to be properly managed. Um, and I wouldn't say it's, all, it's their fault at all. You know, if they were giving fair warnings, maybe they can plan ahead and so on. But um, yeah, so in terms of advice, I think I, I mean, I would have to say, you know, I think um, we don't really know what's happening, you know, uh, uh, with what the government policy and all this. We see them announcing things every day, every other day. Um, I think we just have to be vigilant and just plan, um, maybe not plan for the year ahead, maybe plan a few weeks ahead or a few months ahead and just base it on that uh, rather than, you know, uh, and, and concentrate on the few weeks ahead rather than uh, looking at the year ahead. I think that would be the best. I think that would be one of my advice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess that's very pragmatic, no? Because you really yeah. can't see now. Mm. Uh, you can't see even if you are in a in a good country where, like Singapore, where you know things are more under control. But much worse here because things are so uncertain and they change every day, like you say. <laughs> There's so much uncertainty, right? Yeah, I think you're right. We still have to plan anyway, at least for the next few weeks. 
Yeah. Um, I basically tell my clients you got to plan for 13 weeks forward. Mm. From a cash flow projection standpoint, as well as from a business standpoint, yeah. And you got to have multiple plans, uh, No, in times like this, you got to do. I mean, you can't go into too much detail, but you got to do a lot of scenario planning. You no, know? what if, what if, what if? Correct. correct. What if, what if there's a, a lifting of the lockdown in two weeks' time instead of two months' time, or in two months' time instead of two weeks' time? No. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So in fact, that's one of the things I think a lot of them, I also tell them, you know, it's, you know, we used to look at cash flow maybe as a yearly thing, then we look at it as a monthly thing. I think now you probably have to do a cash flow projection on a weekly basis yes. and play with a scenario and see how it affects you if this thing come in, that thing come in, yes. or suddenly this, you know, you have to pay this and so on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you're right. Like, I think, you know, you have to probably re- reduce the, your you know, your your concentration to the weeks ahead rather than months or year. Yes, yes. <laughs> like Jack Ma said last year, right? You can survive this crisis or a victory, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that right. Is, yeah. Okay. So Andrew, you have, you have taken over the helm now for several years, I think, right? Yes. So so um, what what are your plans? You know, going forward, you know, I mean, assuming assuming we get out of this in one or two or three years time. What are your plans going forward for the firm and taking it to the next level? Um, in fact, we, we had a five-year plan that uh, we sort of postponed two years because of this pandemic. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the main thing is that we also want to expand our network uh, firm to, to all the states. Um, um, currently, we, have, we, we don't have offices in Sabah and Sarawak. So there's something that we are looking at mm. uh, to extend our services there and, and to plan ahead on, on those. Um, we are also looking at our Cambodian office, you know, to expand a bit more uh, on, on, on that scenario. Um, in, internally, we also have our own target of wanting to go up the rank a bit. We're currently probably the seven largest. We probably want to be, you know, six or fifth if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a larger picture where with Baker Tilly International amongst the Asia Pacific firms, we also want to move uh, ahead in terms of the ranking as well mm-hmm. uh, to be maybe you know the six, six or seven largest uh, firm uh, in Asia Pacific as well. So mm-hmm. these are some of the aims that we have, uh, and uh, it was actually our five-year plan. Um, so we, <coughs> excuse me, we have to slightly defer that to maybe the next. Well, add another two years to the plan somehow. <laughs> yeah, maybe <please>. three. Yeah. <laughs> all impacted one way or another, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and uh, maybe one last question, Andrew. How would you describe your, your leadership style? No? Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I like this question. I'm, I'm actually a, a strong believer of the concept of servant leadership. I don't know whether you've uh, heard of this. This is uh, the concept uh, by Robert Greenleaf. Uh, uh, who was an executive, I think, in the 70s in AT&T. Um, he actually wrote this groundbreaking uh, essay about servant leadership. Mm. Basically, it's about, um, you know, the leadership system where you look at leadership as a pyramid with yeah. a leader on top and everyone serving below. So uh, what he has, uh, what he has, uh, what he wrote in his essay was actually an inverted pyramid so the leader is actually is an upside down pyramid. So the leader is actually at the bottom 
and serving uh, uh, the people on top, which is the lower level. Um, so if you can sum it up, is um, basically the the um, what 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 the the motto or the way they, they sum it up is that um, uh, is is uh, are we doing something uh, that could help people become better? So to help your 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 lower level people, your your staff to become a better person, mm. to a better community, a better person, a better firm through that way. So you know, I've always practiced that, and it's something that I I I, um, I I I base my 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 leadership on 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 that basis. Mm. I just want to make people better, you know, bringing them up the ranks and so on. Of course, there are times when you you know something happened, you get angry, and then you become autocratic sometimes. But you know, but uh, that thankfully that that doesn't happen that often. Uh, there are times where you have just take over and say, I ah, everyone shut up and listen. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but most times, yeah, and I, I think my colleagues or my fellow partners will attest to it. Uh, I think I, I'm very much on that, on that kind of uh, leadership skill, leadership uh, motto. Uh, I just want to make everyone better. And then when everyone is better, we grow faster and grow quicker as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, like they say, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. That's right. That's right. And, and I guess this this uh, this idea of servant leadership ties back to one of your three culture points you were talking about, the bigger Tilly way, right? I think That's you mentioned right. humility as one of them. Humility is one of them, yeah. yeah so yeah. family, entrepreneurship, and humility. Yeah. So that's where this entrepreneurship uh, things comes in. So we, we, we believe that, uh, you know, um, um, not only we care for them as a family, as a well-being, we also believe that everyone that, has joined has the potential to grow to become a leader, uh, and you know we 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 encourage them to 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 be entrepreneurial, um, be it whether within the firm or you know outside. And then a lot of times, a lot of uh, accountants will leave us. A lot of graduates, you know, we we maintain the relationship. So you know, we actually encourage them. Um, they come for advice and so on. Um, not everyone is uh, suited to, to remain forever in auditing or in accounting profession. So some of them want to go in, become CFO, you know, and then eventually CEO, some of them. So that's how we encourage that as well. And um, yeah. so we just want to make sure that everyone grows, everyone becomes a leader on their own accord. And, and that's our Bakerty way. So family, yeah. entrepreneurship and humility. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see that very, uh, what do you call synergistic, no? Yes. Servant leadership and humility. Because if we don't have humility, it's very hard to practice servant leadership. Exactly. exactly. And I, I, I represent Virtuous Leadership Institute, mm -hmm. where we talk about leadership founded on the virtues. And humility is definitely one of them. Though, combined with magnanimity, mm -hmm. is the desire to do great things, the ability to do great things. But must be coupled with humility. La, no? yes, and yes. humility is not just kowtow, kowtow, kowtow. <laughs> Is actually being very aware, honestly aware of one's talents, yeah. knowing that where those talents come from and using those talents, harnessing those talents for the better good, for the greater good of the community. So in your case, of course, the community, immediate community is your company, your yes, firm, yes. your staff, no? and then raising their levels and, and capabilities and all that. And in the whole process, when you lift everyone up, then I guess you lift your whole, whole organization up. Yes, you leave yourself up. 
because yep. your organization becomes much better. Yes, yes. Okay. So on that note, uh, Andrew, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on to this program. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what was the best way? Oh, I'm uh, contactable by my emails uh, and also through social media. Um, but email will be the best. Lah. Um, the phone call sometimes too many comes in. A lot of uh, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the foreign numbers I don't get to see. But yeah. But if, uh, if you would be sorry, your email would be uh, andrew.heng at bakertilly.mine. Okay, yeah. so folks, if you have anyone, if you have any of you want to contact uh, Andrew and find out more about Baker Tilly, that's how you get told of him. Okay, so with that, we'll see you again in next time. And thanks, thank you, thank you, thanks for the opportunity. Okay, <laughs> so that was oh. pretty good.